honestly, if I drank as much as you drank, I would have been blacked out at that point. <laughs> there would have been no <laughs> return. Not even be on this planet. <laughs> no, I would have been like in somewhere else. I don't know. I had a beer yesterday and I was like, oh, this is fun. <laughs> everyone and welcome to the show where Blair got up way too early and <laughs> Kirsten <laughs> I asked to be fair you did you did you did I'm just anyway. giving you a hard time anyway um welcome to the show I'm Blair and I'm Kirsten and we are mediocre, mediocre content. content and it is whoop, not whoop. even that early it is it's 11 <laughs> for you <laughs> I've been up since six because someone hmm. said we were going to start recording at seven and it is eight now. And because we've been <laughs> around. <laughs> going to have to bleep that out. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. Because we've been messing around. No, no. We know, we know what we've been doing. <laughs> sorry. I have, I have, I, it's just something when we start recording, I just feel like I have to use. Profanity. Profanity. It makes sense at this hour. Yeah. <laughs> For you. <laughs> I'm on my second cup of coffee. It is a Sunday yes. morning. Yes. Both are true for me as well. Uh, it is also Sunday morning <laughs> for me. Since it is um, so early, I say we get on with the disclaimer and into some good news. All right. That sounds good. All right. What you got? So before we get started, obviously we're not experts today we're talking about coffee kirsten's going to take us through a lovely little history of coffee and some other fun facts mm. um and obviously we're not going to get everything right and mm -hmm. you know we are not the be all end all about coffee that is starbucks <laughs> all the coffee snobs in the audience were just like Ugh, Ugh, my brains um and so we just encourage you guys to do your own research, you know, as per usual, you've heard it before. If you haven't, welcome. Uh, and, research. With, <laughs> and with that, we're jumping into the good news. I'm so excited. <clears throat> so first good news, honeybees have a vaccine. For themselves? And, and yes, Ill? For, the, for themselves, not yeah. for us against honeybees. <laughs> um, and also, you're at, I know you're asking yourself, well, Blair, how do we give honeybees an individual little shot in their arm? Their arms are so small. And I'm like, Indeed. you're right. You got to find the muscle. And... You're absolutely correct. <laughs> and um, not the fact that, you know, they are not, they're insects and not, you know, made of human flesh. It's a little bit more difficult <laughs> to do that. So the USDA approved a vaccine for honeybees to protect them from American fall broad, foul broad, foul brood foul disease. Brood. Any way you want to say it. Yeah. Um, prior to this, um, incinerating beehives that were affected and using antibiotics was the um, common practice to mm. help prevent this from spreading. Um, now the vaccine is placed in the queen's food. Hmm. She ingests it. And then as she has babies, those babies are automatically vaccinated. That is so smart. Yes, I thought oh, so. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so this will save the beekeepers time and effort trying to keep their hives healthy, you know? Sure. Um, and if they do encounter a problem, this is an easy fix. Now, you would have to capture the bees that have the disease, obviously, Ooh, yeah. um, to keep them from spreading from unvaccinated hives, I guess. But I mean, that's still significantly less 
than just like getting rid of an entire hive you know I guess my question is number one how do you detect it and number two what's the gestation for new bees because if you have to take out like a good portion of the hive will the hive survive while the new bees are being like bred I guess is the word I don't know please hold okay <laughs> we're doing live research you've here professional <laughs> that would be my question though like how is it detected like is it something obvious where you'd be like oh you know now would be a good time to so it looks vaccinate. like it looks like once the eggs are laid mm -hmm. it takes about 16 days depending on what kind of bee it is okay well, it's like two weeks. so it's like two weeks yeah, yeah. and then uh what was your other question uh how is it detected like how do you know if a hive has like sick bees with this uh foul brood disease also would like to point out it's american foul brood disease like why we do that you know <laughs> um so oh okay so now when you look at a honey bee hive mm -hmm. there's like the little holes mm -hmm. you know there's like some of them are empty holes and then some of them have like caps on them sure. right um so um if there's like a spotty irregular pattern um oh. or discolored cappings begin huh. to form holes um and they have like a wet or greasy appearance then that's how you know that your hive is infected so they're very methodical and it's if based, they're not yeah it's yeah. based on the honeycomb appearance okay okay so that so so somebody who's a beekeeper that would be pretty obvious then like be like oh well they were making full full um like full blocks but now they're yeah <laughs> going rogue <laughs> yeah exactly okay well that's great news that yeah they've got a i thought plan. so that's awesome um and then our second piece of good news mm -hmm. okay so i don't know if you guys know um tiktoker keith lee so cute um he does have you heard of this oh my gosh i love this guy i I, him. I love him so much too um so he's a food critic on tiktok and he's super like straight up about his reviews mm. um he really tries to you know be really honest and initially he was doing like um local vegas um restaurants because that's where he lives um but now since he's grown in popularity people are reaching out to him and you know asking him to review their food and so he's kind of developed a little bit of a audience um like uh because his claim to fame now is like mm -hmm. going to restaurants that may not have the um customers you know like mm -hmm. the foot traffic right so he's shedding light on these small like family-owned businesses that have um that you know have really good food but just nobody knows about it so Absolutely. now he's like making business for small businesses which is really cool especially like yeah. post pandemic you know and people are you know still not fully recovered from that mm -hmm. and so this particular business that he um reviewed was called frankenson's pizzeria mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and it was owned in it's owned in vegas and um it was let's see so it was reviewed on the 3rd of January 
and the the video currently has 28 million views on TikTok and 5.8 million likes and that was updated a couple of days ago so it's probably more now absolutely and the owner of the shop frank was interviewed by the local news channel and stated that since the review like hours after the review people were like knocking down his door Mm -hmm. trying to get you know food and um so they did have to close i think and all of this is on TikTok, but like they did have to close for a few minutes or for Mm -hmm. a couple hours just to like get a break because there's (laughs) so much there's like a line out the door um basically keith lee made this guy's restaurant go viral on the internet and i think people are really drawn to this because a it's a locally owned business and he's really like helping people out Mm -hmm. and also um you know the food is good like it, it speaks for itself right yeah. so that's it's really just heartwarming and i love it so much it is so cute and also this is i mean the number one rule i think a lot of people try to follow is like it's usually the hole in the walls right that have like the best food but a lot of the time finding them these days can be a little difficult yeah so and i saw him do one uh the first one i actually saw him do uh, a review of was this um it was like this mom uh she was uh they made like tacos and like pretty traditional hispanic foods Mm -hmm. and she had just opened her business and this guy i'm assuming her son or a family member made a video of her sitting in her restaurant waiting i saw that one too yeah waiting for people to come and he did a review and it also just blew up so number one that is so sweet number two he gives honest reviews and number three Uh, I mean, the bottom line is technology has given us new ways to communicate and TikTok is so fast at getting like real time. Yes information out to people at and reaching a huge massive audience so it's really great uh for him to be using this avenue as opposed to just like yelp or something because you get like real verbal as it's happening reviews of of these places yeah and it's it's really good i to play it pretty low key too which is <laughs> i respect that you know yes, what i mean like exactly. i would want to know what the authentic experience at a restaurant is as opposed Correct. to like oh well i'm a food critic and you have to treat me correctly you know what i mean exactly exactly <clears throat> so i think i think that's really yeah admirable and i think he's doing a really great job with his platform absolutely he's such a chill personality <laughs> I know. like it's so chill i love it um well that's amazing good news i love the bees and i love food so great good news this week (laughs) thanks i yeah yeah, i thought it was good thought it was good um and we'll continue the train uh i guess kind of with food coffee coffee is uh my choice of food in the (laughs) a.m which was same a lot of people would say that's bad (laughs) it's not good for you (laughs) no (laughs) don't have coffee on an empty stomach is what they say but are we listening no this is cup number two here we are I mean, I'm still going to have time to have breakfast by the time it's over. So, I mean, I'm not really. And it's also decaf coffee because, yes, I'm still (laughs) drinking decaf bean water. And, (laughs) you know, that's good. It's tricking my brain into thinking that I'm awake. So it's fine. It's a placebo. Yeah. Placebo effect. (laughs) That's right. Science all the time. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, So 
obviously with the bean juice there are tons of people with differences opinions of when you should or shouldn't or if you should or shouldn't drink coffee um for this podcast please be aware listener whatever your opinion is it's correct okay whatever your opinion is it's good for you i love to indulge in coffee and i often don't feel like eating anything in the morning it's just like my mo so i just have coffee and then i'm good to go but terms of liking or disliking whatever your opinion is it's great yeah definitely (laughs) feel free to continue doing what you're doing after you learn this information (laughs) exactly um so i want to start with a brief history uh mostly because it's difficult to even pin pin it down um so this is pre 1400s in terms of its origin um but It's difficult to figure out exactly when it was kind of uh, common practice and discovered and all of those things. But there's plenty of stories, plenty of uh, origins that they try to trace it to in terms of when it started to emerge. And one of them is traced to the forests of the Ethiopian Plateau. So the story goes, there is a goat herder named Kaldi. Love him. Love his goats. Uh, who discovered coffee after noticing that after eating berries from a certain tree, his goats became exponentially energetic, uh, didn't want to sleep at night. Um, And so Caldi reported these findings of his crazy energetic goats to the abbot uh, of the local monastery. So that's just a guy in the monastery um, who made a drink with these berries and found that it also kept him alert for long hours and into his evening prayer sessions, which was kind of important. If you're in the monastery, you've got lots of prayers happening, I'm sure. Lots to do. Uh, So the abbot shared this discovery with a bunch of his monk friends. Uh, The knowledge of these energizing berries began to spread. And uh, as word moved east, uh, coffee, which is what it would eventually become known as, reached the Arabian Peninsula and began its journey Uh, where the beans would basically take over the globe so that is the first half i love that (laughs) yes good the goats were the i love how the monk was like i know how i can use this (laughs) exactly he's like this would be excellent for prayer that's right i love it well because i'm sure i mean it's religion is obviously a huge part of any history from anywhere so if you could do it more efficiently and more often. I want a religion efficiently. <laughs> I want a religion so hard. So, so hard. I need this bean juice. The goat said it was great. So it, it, it's a whole new meaning for coffee at church, honestly. <laughs> the goats were the first to review it and they said A plus. <laughs> they said um, A plus. <laughs> um, so now we're in the 15th century. Uh, coffee was being grown in the Yemen district of Arabia. And by the 16th century, it was known in Persia, Europe, Syria, and Turkey. Um, So it's spreading fast. Uh, During this time, ancient coffee houses were then born. So the community would indulge together. uh, And it would become part of their everyday life. People would gather for, you know, a good cup of coffee and a midday conversation, which sounds great in theory. But I can tell you, if I have coffee after 12, I will be up praying until 1 a.m. to fall asleep. (laughs) (laughs) Right. <laughs> I will become part of the monastery. <laughs> well, I would 
I would venture to say that maybe the coffee was not as strong back then, <laughs> but I am unsure of this. I don't um, know. That's straight from the source. That's a, yeah, you know, that's it's true. That's true. Down potentially. They didn't know. <laughs> but I like this whole gathering to oh, yes. have, you know, because it's, it's, coffee dates. yeah, it's, it's yeah. a coffee date. It's reminiscent of, you know, mm -hmm. coffee shops yeah. that we have now. It's totally, it's good. It also goes to show that humans don't really change habits a whole lot <laughs> like we That's still true. have these we still we, like, oh, let's go get a cup of coffee you know we discovered coffee and we were like this is good for the next the thousand years absolutely let's not change anything about this <laughs> right we're gonna add some milk sometimes and other than that we're good oh my gosh and then we'll put it in ice and that'll really kick things off <laughs> i know that'll that'll change the game absolutely change the game um and so now coffee uh europeans uh would visit the east where it was very popular you got all these coffee houses uh and eventually become obsessed which does not surprise me at all considering the current conditions we just discussed mm -hmm. uh and it would become the new energy drink that would be adopted in the 17th century and so by the mid 17th century there were 300 coffee houses in just london wow um which is crazy i would assume for that time do they also sell beer at the coffee houses like because oh. beer is a big thing and wine you know is a big thing at this time because you know it's the mm -hmm. only safe drinking water i mean you know water is wa yeah <laughs> water's not it, you know water's not great no period of history you know Well, that's kind of why i feel like it might have been strong because i imagine like the mead and stuff at the time was also pretty concentrated uh but if i'm thinking about it they had to boil the water potentially for the coffee so maybe that got rid of some of the bacteria mm -hmm. i'm not mm -hmm. sure how they made it back then i'll ask the goats after this just to kind of confirm how you they should start. yeah <laughs> in the backyard the gaggle the backyard. goats you have the originals <laughs> the OGs. just like chilling in your backyard <laughs> from ethiopia you know yeah um but if the goats were eating it by itself i don't really know how they would have started to like oh we should not just eat these we should like boil these or like crush them yeah like i don't know true. how that happened and again do your own research because i would i don't necessarily know how it got from goats eating it on the ground to coffee houses back then you yeah, know what i mean that's but true that's a that's a, a bridge i haven't built yet um the monk <laughs> the monk did all of it and then gatekeep the whole thing <laughs> that's right the monk gatekeep the the mystery there yeah um however even though the monks were really excited about it and clearly the majority of london was like let's go uh this was not the universal thought on coffee in fact a lot of people were not receiving this well um some people reacted uh with suspicions of fear and called it the bitter invention of satan which i feel a little harsh um <laughs> yeah <laughs> a little harsh very dramatic but fine um, sure but the funny part is if we think about this again the abbot of the monastery was like okaying this stuff when right. it was first discovered uh the local clergy in europe uh, condemned mm. coffee when it came to Venice in 1650 and caused a huge controversy so great that the Pope at the time was asked to intervene with the Satan juice. Um, <laughs> which I feel again, a little harsh. 
am, is it me? Am I the drama? <laughs> they like, were. It, yeah. So, okay. So there's yep. two thoughts here that I have just based mm -hmm. on like something in my brain is telling me that I learned this somewhere, but I feel okay. like monks at the, this particular time, although they were religious based, mm -hmm. right? They were also the forefront of science at this That's time. True. Yes. Oh, and like I could totally see somebody from this time period being like, well, it grows from the ground. The ground mm -hmm. is where hell is. And <gasps> this is what we're doing. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It's, that's kind of fair. But I mean, they did eat other things. So yeah, it came from the ground. But that makes sense. But it tastes like, really bitter, yeah. right? Like, because obviously true. they don't have the the they haven't combined it with the milk yet. You know? Yeah. Also, uh, Truvia uh, wasn't a thing yet. Also, also that so. <laughs> and sugars and sugars really expensive. It is. You know, so they were just drinking this stuff straight up, which again, if your opinion is to still drink it straight up, your opinion's valid. I'm not here to say you have to add sweetener to it, but give it a go. Uh, anyway, basically, <laughs> this is where things kind of turned on them though because the pope was like this stuff is great okay so the pope we love the pope endorsed it it's done now we the world can accept it and move on we love a woke pope he loved it so much he put it on paper okay paper was also hard to come by these days and not a lot of people knew how to write full-on mm -hmm. sentences and paragraphs but this pope was like no this needs to be instilled in history that this bitter bean juice is where it's at okay mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, it continued to become popular, but switch back and forth from those who were just like, nah, but they would switch. This is where your question kind of comes in. Mm -hmm. They began switching the normal beer and wine that they would drink in everyday for life breakfast. for yeah. breakfast, and they would switch it out with coffee instead, thus starting the now tradition of having it in the morning. Yes. Which is great. I and don't so that know. that is the tradition from six, the 1600s on. Yes, that's a exactly. long time. It is. It is a long time. Um, and so now uh, they would eventually Europe would eventually go to the Americas and right, yeah, spread yeah, yeah. the yeah you know, spread the habit and Coloniz colonization yeah. and uh, so now that's why we have the practice even today here uh, for the most part in the Americas. So that's the brief history. Um, but I do kind of want to harp on a couple of uh, medieval cancel culture, if you don't Ooh, mind. I love um, that. So as we've just discussed, not everyone was a fan. Okay. Right. So in Mecca, coffee was banned in 1511 as it was believed to stimulate radical thinking and hanging out, which was apparently a big deal. And AKA loitering. <laughs> no loitering. Uh, the governor thought it might unite his opposition. So coffee was apparently <laughs> the cause I mean, for that and not just if you're him. gonna if you're gonna ban it because you think somebody's gonna overthrow you i feel like that's valid yeah they're like coffee is definitely the culprit <laughs> um, yeah. uh, java also got a bad rap for its use as a stimulant um some sufi sex i apologize if i'm saying that wrong uh would pass around a bowl of coffee at funerals to stay awake during prayer so again prayer was apparently putting people this to sleep is, this is <laughs> All the religion. Were this like, is we why <laughs> coffee is present in churches and like pretty much everywhere else. And people oh. didn't like it because people are like, people should be staying awake because this is a fun thing that we like to do. And it's not. No offense. I love a good yeah. prayer. Yeah, However, no offense. I'm not trying to be. But it's the truth. Yeah. Sometimes, I mean, 
I don't mean to harp on the Baptists, but they have a long-winded journey of prayer, and it's beautiful, mm. and it's very great if you're in that scenario and your brain is just raptured. But well, you're in the sanctuary, and you're like packed <laughs> in with all these people, and it's nice and warm. Yes, and you know you're, you're feeling the blessings. You're, you're feeling, feeling nice and soothed. You feel calm, and yeah. then you just drift off. That's right. <laughs> Mom, don't come for me. <laughs> many, many an old person can be seen doing oh this. Oh my gosh, absolutely! And if if anything, they are the record setters for trends. Uh, bonus bonus points if you start snoring during church. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! So clearly, it's a theme. Um, in Italy, when coffee arrived in the 16th century, uh, clergymen again keep it with the dang theme, pressed for it to be banned and labeled satanic. Obviously, this was overthrown by the Pope, who said, not only does this taste delicious, uh, it should be equipped uh, in baptism. And also, the strength of this powerful blessing, coffee houses would rapidly spring up. So Italy tried, and the Pope was like, nah, this stuff is great. For a second there, I thought you were saying that the Pope wanted people to be baptized with coffee, but I read the paper and it says that the coffee itself should be should baptized. Be I mean, which is my much, I, I was like, this is cool. Why don't we still have this? I'll get my, I'll get my local pastor and be like, Hey, Chad, you should so, uh, I have, I have some ideas for you. <laughs> great ideas. It's sanctioned by the Pope. You're going to love it. Is. It is going to be great. Uh, Constantinople after Murad, uh, is this the fourth? I'm terrible with Roman numerals. Uh, you're at I the think fourth? That's the fourth. Okay, yeah. great. I'm not an idiot. Claimed the Ottoman throne in 1623. He quickly forbade coffee and set up a system of reasonable penalties. The punishment for a first offense of which was a beating and anyone caught with coffee a second time was sewn into a leather bag and thrown into the waters of Bosporus. Again, a little harsh. I'm not Gotta love lie. medieval times, oh, man. They had the best torture options. Um, I don't even know if 1623 is technically medieval. I don't, because isn't that... Oh, I don't know either. I don't, don't know either. Okay, never mind. We're not history majors. Moving You're on. You're not. Scientists, not history. But still, like, that seems medieval to me. Anyway, it does. Um, Sweden gave coffee the axe in 1746. The government also banned coffee paraphernalia, which is hilarious, uh, with comp uh, cops confiscating cups and dishes associated. Um, however, King Gustav uh, III would even go a step further here and order convicted murderers to drink coffee while doctors monitored how long the cup of joe would take to kill them and which uh was great for convicts and boring for the doctors because coffee is life and this stimulating. is this is giving witch hunt like <laughs> vibes yeah. because it's kind of like well i'm gonna see if this kills you and when it does i can claim that it does but it's not because of the coffee it's because Correct. you're dehydrated Absolutely. Or your heart just can't handle the yeah. the caffeine intake and then your heart right. just shuts down. Uh, right. Which but is they probably don't know. More the case. They do not know. They don't know that. Um, but anyway. And then we're going to round it off in Prussia in 1777. Frederick the Great would issue a manifesto claiming beer's superior superiority over coffee and argue that coffee interfered with the country's beer consumption. So this is more about the economy and more about preferences in the economy. Uh, apparently hoping uh, a royal statement would make Prussians eager for uh, eye-opening brew each morning. So this is just 
stimulating in comedy, not wanting to introduce something that he maybe couldn't profit as much off of, potentially, because mm-hmm. I'm assuming it was imported or something of that nature. Uh, Frederick's statement proclaimed, His Majesty was brought up on beer, explaining why he thought breakfast drinking was a good idea. And, to be fair, a good mimosa in the morning is not necessarily terrible. No, it's not. <laughs> We can it's dual not. wield, okay? I we like, don't have to pick one. <laughs> I like brunch, and I think the king of Prussia also likes brunch. <laughs> I think so, too. He's like, look, the Bloody Mary's where it's at, y'all. <laughs> I don't like them. Dual but... dual meaning if you're um, King oh, Henry. <laughs> king Henry VIII. This is true. <laughs> Did not mean to drop that, but you know what? It no. fits, and so we'll keep it. <laughs> History joke, kind of. <laughs> um, and with that, a pun we're gonna close out to to our ad segment (laughs) hi kirsten hi blair do you have cats why yes i do then you should play mediocre content for your cats and why is that because it has been shown to soothe cats and reduce hairballs really yes in fact i play mediocre content for my cats too mediocre content is for all pets That's so great to know. I will play mediocre content for my cats right now. You should. Everyone should listen to mediocre content with their pets today. Mediocre content has not been shown to reduce hairballs or soothe any animals of any species. In fact, it's very probable to create the exact opposite effect. Please use caution while exposing your furry friends to mediocre content. It's also pretty dodgy for humans to listen at your own risk. Mediocre content is not responsible for any negative effects of podcast listening. All right. Welcome back. Welcome back. We're still caffeinated. Still caffeinated, if you can't tell. I'm placebo caffeinated. Oh, yes. But it's working. (laughs) Oh, right. You're decaf. Um, (laughs) I am for sure (laughs) caffeinated. She caffeinated, Mm y'all. Ooh, I'm feeling. Do you? So I don't know if this works with decaf. I'm going to go on a tangent for a second. Yes. But anytime I drink coffee in general, even if it's iced, I get so hot, like physically. Like this sweatshirt, I am burning Burning, up right now. Yeah. Yeah, I I get really warm when we record just because like oh. I feel like I have to like be on. Yeah, <laughs> to participate. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, yeah. I don't know why I feel, but um, it's not. I'm not nervous. Like I'm happy to chat with you. It's Gross. just you know I want to be able to make this uh, auditory experience experience appealing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, which listener, if you think it is, drop a like. You know. Anyway, drop a like. <laughs> um, okay. Put a comment so, in the comment section. I don't God, know. Please, that would be great. That would um, be great. <laughs> <laughs> even if it's even if it's sad, or or even if you have a critique, that's not fine. desperate. Not, not desperate, desperate at, at all. <laughs> I will take whatever you have. Um, <laughs> uh, also, what we're gonna do is take some questions about coffee now uh, between Sweet. us. So. Um, there's tons of ways these days, obviously, to make coffee. You've got lots of ingredient combinations um, that, you know, mesh together different flavors and different consistencies. It's great. Um, but there's also a debate involved. It's not just uh, coffee or no coffee, but it's also coffee versus tea. So tea, mm-hmm. obviously, is another warm or cold drink option that people use for caffeine or just because they prefer the taste. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd love to know, Blair, do you have a preference, coffee versus tea? Um, 100% coffee. Okay. I do like to drink the occasional glass of tea mm. just, you know, in the evening. Like you know, if tea? I don't, 
or hot no, tea? No, okay. Hot tea. Hot tea. Yeah. Okay. Hot tea. Um, iced tea is okay. I used to do like I used to be big on sweet tea. Mm, um, that's a when Virginia I was living staple. in the South. <laughs> <laughs> staple. But uh, out here, if you ask for sweet tea, they'll give you a, a regular glass of iced tea and some sugar packets. <laughs> it doesn't even dissolve right. It doesn't like, hit the same. That. It's no. not the same. So, and that's fine. Um, yeah. But yeah, so sometimes I'll do hot tea, like if it's in the evening and I want something like warm mm. um, and or if I'm feeling sick, you know, I like yes. to I like to do tea when I'm sick. Yes. Which is um, interesting because I feel like I also do that habit just in general when I'm sick. I don't yeah. I won't make coffee. It's just automatic no, tea. I make tea. Yeah. yeah. I don't know why I think that That's tea weird. is going to heal all my problems. I mean, I guess maybe because we think of herbal properties, like perhaps yeah. it's just, you know, going to open you up or something, especially like a, a mint or a eucalyptus. Yeah. Tea. I like I like mint tea. Mm-hmm. Um, That's really good. Um, But yeah, mostly I would prefer coffee. Oh, I also really like matcha. Matcha is good, which Ooh. is also a type of tea. I know it's not for everyone, but I'm I'm into it. It's not my favorite, um, but there are tons of people who who do like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what about I would, you? <laughs> I like coffee, but I could swing either way. Honestly, I do. I love tea. I was also an avid sweet tea drinker. My grandma would make it all the time for us, mm-hmm. so we would just have it on hand. Mm-hmm. Um, I. I guess it depends on the type of day for me also. Like, I'm not going to have, like I said, if I have coffee after 12, like I'm up like yeah. for, for the rest of my life, just, yeah. up. um, the tea is good. I love a good cup of tea specifically like, uh, Earl gray or even mm-hmm. like an Irish breakfast tea. I'll even drink that or, um, sleepy time tea. Sleepy time tea is the shit. Oh, I love sleepy is. time tea. It's so good. Um, the other thing I was going to say is, I don't think Americans do tea justice. No, they certainly don't. Um, I think we miss the tea train because yeah. we were so desperate to mm-hmm. get on the coffee train. It's true. Um, but I really think that like if you add milk to tea and you do it the way that it's supposed to be done, it could be really so good. good. A great experience also. And I also – I. They don't do a lot of these and it's a very specialized thing. But when we were when we lived in Maryland, one of our favorite things to do was to go get loose leaf tea. It tastes uh-huh. so much more uh, bold. You get all the flavor components much more efficiently in loose leaf tea. So we were like tea snobs at that point. The bags just don't do it justice. It's too finely milled. I like a little bit of the chunk in like the real loose leaf tea yeah. that it gives you. And they have really cute, like, little tea steepers, oh, too. Had, They're so funny. This is my favorite thing ever. I had this uh, tea diffuser that looked like a unicorn floaty, and it would float in your cup and diffuse uh, the tea. It was so cute. So I loved fun. it. Um, but, yeah. Uh, I would ask regular or decaf, but you're on a decaf kick right now. Yeah, so we've already been over this. We've been over that. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> If you were to have coffee, though, do you prefer it hot or iced? I'm definitely, I could go either way, truthfully. Same. I think it really depends on the climate of the outdoors. Um, really? Yeah. Like oh. if I, oh, and the other thing, it, it depends on the time of day. So like uh, yeah. in the morning, I prefer hot true. coffee. True, true, true. Yes. So if I get up in the morning and drink coffee, it's going to be hot. Now, if I'm like running errands all day and I choose to get coffee, it's going to be iced. 
Absolutely. I don't know why, but that's just how my brain works. It is, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I don't, I, I can't explain it. That's just the way it is. I would agree. I And that's mostly me as well. But I could literally have, I could literally have either at any point, I guess. But realistically, I do follow that pattern for the most part. Yeah. Yeah. As well. Um, what is your preferred method for making coffee? Obviously, there's like coffee machines these days. You got coffee pots, pour over, like there's a countless number of ways that yes. you can make it. But what do you do? What's your... So I have a K cup Keurig mm-hmm. machine, um, which is, I know it's bad for the environment. I know. And then I also <laughs> know that it's like the lazy way to make coffee, which Meh. I mean, I got stuff to do. Exactly. Um, and the other thing is, is I'm the only one like Chris will drink. He makes a little espresso shot for himself and then mm-hmm. he'll put like milk and he'll make like a latte for himself. Sure. But I'm the only one who drinks like Coffee, coffee coffee yeah, yeah so it well. doesn't make sense for us to get like one of those pot like a co- or traditional coffee pot Mm-mm. um and then the pour over thing i've heard good things about but again it's just it's a lot of too effort. much stuff yeah. yeah um so yeah, yeah I, that's what i'm that's what i'm currently doing i love watching those videos on tiktok of people making coffee though in their espresso machines and they like <laughs> aerate the grounds and they yeah. like do all the fancy things i don't even know what they're doing half the time but it looks really nice <laughs> it's fun to watch love yeah it. honestly i mean i have i obviously have a keurig also which is my go-to but um i i don't know if i'm gonna start doing this i actually my aunt gave me like a long time ago i have like an actual coffee grinder and i also mm-hmm. have like the k-cup thing that you can refillable grounds in so yeah technically i could go out and just buy the grounds which would be better for the environment and give me essentially the same product but again then i have to pull out the coffee grinder the coffee grounds only last a certain amount of time unless you put them in the freezer and so then I always feel bad because it's me drinking coffee only as well. Like Tyler doesn't drink coffee yeah. unless we're out and about and then he'll get something sometimes. But like for the most part, it's just me at home making coffee. So then it just goes to waste and you've got all yeah. this coffee. I got to clean the grinder. It just it sounds like thir- first world problems. But like, uh, yeah. You know, and just- we also have a similar like I have a grinder. Yeah. We have a jar that says coffee on it that has like coffee grounds in it that yeah. we never use. I never use it. Yeah. And but part of me would has been thinking about getting maybe a second. You know how you get the K cup insert, and it's like yes. a pain in the butt to like to, oh. to clean it. Yeah. It's so stupid. It and is. so maybe I'll get like multiple, and then I can just you know yeah, do it that way because mm-hmm. it's, it's yeah. a pain. It's it a pain sounds- in the butt. It sounds so whatever, but yeah, it is. I, you know what? It's fine. I'm allowed to have these little things in my Absolutely. life. Absolutely. <laughs> All these little things. Stop. I can't. Stop. We haven't done the One Direction episode yet, Kirsten. <laughs> they don't know. all the time. They, they don't. don't know. They don't. Well, you know what? We'll, we'll do it soon because I feel like that part needs to come out. Um, all right. So final question in this segment is, do you have a favorite coffee drink? Like, do you just prefer straight coffee? Do you prefer a latte, et cetera? But what is your go-to? So my go-to every day mm. is coffee with creamer in it. Sure. Um, but mm-hmm. if I could have, if I went to Starbucks every day, I would probably mm-hmm. get like uh, either... Um, 
a, like a hot coffee with cold foam on top mm. or I would get um, an iced coffee, like a um, sweet cream cold foam Oh yeah, coffee. That's what Tyler likes. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Those are the two. Like I like having the coffee, like the plain coffee underneath and then the cold foam mixed in. Right. No, that makes yeah. sense. Um, I would all like if I had a choice every day, I would probably do like an Irish cream cold brew for myself. Mm -hmm. iced every day or hot because they are they Mm -hmm. can be done hot as well and they are good but something about the ice in it just really amplifies the taste for me so yeah yeah i have a little um my mother-in-law gave me a little frother for christmas so i've been doing that at home now that's and i would like to go on my tangent about milk for just a second please yes let's because now in my experience Mm mm-hmm I am not a huge like cow milk drinker. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry if I've offended anyone. Meh. If I'm sorry if I've offended the dairy industry. Meh. Um, but I <laughs> I cow's milk is gross to me. I can't do it anymore. I stopped drinking it when I was like ten. I don't mm-hmm. know what to tell you. Um so that aside, mm-hmm. I have found that oat milk froths the best. Okay. In, um, so if you're looking for a, a cow milk substitute, oat milk froths the best. And then um, I do not. And then almond milk is good, but it it it's mostly water. It mm-hmm. tastes a lot like water. Yeah. So if you're choosing a milk, I would prefer and I would recommend oat milk if See, you're adding it to your coffee. Here's my hang up with oat milk. It is so sweet. And I am one of those kinds of people that strays more on the bitter side. Mm-hmm. So I could, so if I'm not really in the mood or if there's not creamer around, I'm fine as long as I have like a packet, like even just a singular packet of sugar, like that'll mm-hmm. do it for me. So oat milk in my coffee just makes it so sweet and I just can't, I, okay. I don't know what it is. But with that said, um, I also hate almond milk because it is so watery it's and I feel like it does nothing. Good. Yeah. Um, I like add it to things like when yeah, I'm cooking, but I sure. don't. Yeah. Not for like a drink. No. Um, so I totally get that. Also, in terms of frothing, the other thing that I feel like I'm really missing out on is like a milk steam frother where it will like, like if I'm doing a hot cup of coffee, I would want mm-hmm. it to steam and froth the milk you know what i mean Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. i only have the handheld so it just it just frosts it it doesn't yeah you know yeah doesn't do anything else but that's a yeah i don't know sorry but yeah that's that's my milk tangent i don't know it's perfect i know there's other kinds of milk too but i have not personally uh had experience with those milks i so i drink i drink i don't actually drink it i just use it for my coffee i can't have the lactose so i do fair life which i think is still technically cow milk and they just take the lactose out of it yeah i know how they process but then also recently i've been using more often the chobani um sweet cream cold brew mix and putting Mm -hmm. that in my coffee and it's like just it's like still bitter Mm -hmm. and i just add cold like i had cold brew to my coffee but it's really good (laughs) I mean, a great taste, so. you're probably not the first. To and be it's honest. also lactose free. So it's nice. great. So that's what I use. I don't. Yeah. I don't also don't really drink milk, but. Yeah, yeah I yeah, I don't do it. I don't so. like it. Um, With that, though. So now we've talked about 
are different types of drinks that we like and the different milks you can use. There's also like defining things that make uh, the coffee options that you get different in terms of like ratio between milk or espresso or coffee and milk. Um, and so just briefly, right? Number one, coffee and espresso are different just because of the methods. Okay, the... hold on, hold on. Okay. Can you say es can you say espresso really quick? Espresso? It's es espresso. I don't give a crap. It's espresso. No. Not... Oh. <laughs> it, it's espresso for me. No, it's not. That's always how I've said it, and then I okay. saw how it was spelled, and I was like, I don't care. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm just I'm putting it out there because it, it's one of my like little. Oh, perfect. Pet peeves. Oh, I love it. This gives it so much more life. It's, it's like vice versa. I hate when people say that. Gosh, I have so many things I'm going to start doing to you because um, I Thanks. love you. Love uh, you so much. <laughs> so the difference, though, is the the grounds for both are different in terms of how finely they're ground. Um, and also the environment in which they're used to create your drink. So for example, you don't pressurize coffee grounds when you're about to make a cup of coffee. You just throw the grounds in and you're like, go ham, and then it makes your drink. Um, however, for espresso or expresso, whichever one you prefer, um, they are in a pressurized environment. You're pushing them down uh, and compressing them and then when the water runs through them, after you aerate them and all of those fun things, you uh, basically are like flash forcing water through it and it's creating a more concentrated uh, taste for the grounds, things like that. So that's number one. Also, most of the time when you're getting these uh, lattes or Americanos and things like that, you're not actually, it's not coffee, it's espresso. So it's just that pressurized environment mixed with different combinations and ratios of steamed milk or things of right. that nature right. or foam. Um, That's also. why they can do it so efficiently. And Correct. Quickly. Exactly. Um, so like your latte, for example, is espresso steamed milk. Um, however, a lot of people are like, oh, well, so is, for example, a um, what do they have here? There's like a couple that sound exactly the same, like flat whites is espresso and steamed milk also, but it's the ratio of milk to espresso that makes them different. Yes. Right. <clears throat> um, and then of course you have macchiatos and mochas and there's also lungo and ristretto and it's just a long or short pulled espresso. I don't really know a lot of difference between those. I've never ordered one. Yeah. Um, and then again, you've got a cortado, which is one ounce steamed milk, one ounce espresso. So again, you got that ratio where it's still steamed milk and it's still espresso, but it's very specific combination. So, okay. and then of course you can add different flavors. So there's not just a latte. You can have a vanilla latte or a mocha latte or whatever mm -hmm. flavorings that you want. So caramel, vanilla, absolutely. It's, yeah. it's literally just a flavor profile after you have the ratio down. So just... You know, um, just a fun, fun thing to think about when you're uh, ordering your coffee, like uh, when you're at Starbucks the next time. Yeah. And then you can educate the star, the baristas and you'd be like, oh, well, I'm ordering a latte. Did you know that the ratio? Did you know? <laughs> <The ratio laughs> be that customer. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they'll love that. 
Um, super, super great. <laughs> there, you have one on here that says red eye, which is coffee and espresso. And I, my dad used to order this drink called a black eye. Oh. And it was like, I think it's coffee with like two shots of espresso oh. or something. It's like really intense. Yeah. And when I was really tired in school, he'd be like, okay, so you just go to Starbucks and you get this. And I'm just like, I'm not doing that because I'll have a heart attack. Like, Absolutely. I'm not doing it. <laughs> Again, it's the concentration. Espresso is so concentrated. Uh-huh. Um, and then you're just like, you know what? Let's add an extra dose. Let's just get coffee on top of that. That's right. <laughs> oh, also, the other thing that I would like to point out is the Irish coffee, which is a combination of coffee, whiskey, sugar, and cream. So if you want a good Irish experience, uh, throw some whiskey in your coffee. It'll, it'll light you up. <laughs> Yeet. Yeet. Um, but honestly, that's kind of all I have for this episode on coffee. Wow. Um, we're still awake. We made it. I did we finish did. my second cup of coffee <laughs> as we were going. So we we're good. Oh my goodness. Wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I, I mean, I love coffee. I'm so glad we did this episode. Absolutely. And I think, uh, you know, speaking of Irish, Irish risky, I think we'll have to do an alcohol episode at some point. So stay tuned for that. Yes. Be lots of fun. Super fun. Uh, if you want us to talk about a particular alcohol, mm -hmm. you let us know. Yes. I'd love to hear it. How can they do that, Blair? They can. Email us at <laughs> MediocreContentPodcast at gmail.com. Nice. Or they can send us a tweet. Get in our DMs at <laughs> Mediocre Squawks on Twitter. Please don't slide into our DMs like that. Or. <laughs> or. Or you can go on Instagram and we are at Mediocre Content Podcast on Instagram as well. Awesome sauce. Yes. Yes. Uh, yes. But other than that, I guess we'll see you guys next week. Cheers. Cheers.